TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Riley Gaines has no problem defining what is a woman. She is the very definition of that. But Riley Gaines joins us this morning, former NCAA swimmer who once swam against somebody locally here in from, from Philadelphia. And that was from a swimmer named Leah Thomas of course, at the University of Pennsylvania, had been on the men's swimming team, then, quote-unquote, transitioned to being a female swimmer. We wanted to get an update from you, Riley. Riley Gaines joining us live now here on the Dawn Show. Thanks for joining us to update you, as so many of us are great supporters of you and just love what you're doing. Thank you, Riley. Well, oh, my gosh, thank you so much <laughs> for having me on and for, for the kind intro. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. So I saw, I follow you on Twitter at Riley Gaines, where everybody can follow you. You were just at the Young Women's Leadership Summit. And tell us about that and some of the reaction that you continue to get from other women, especially young women, who look to you now as somebody who who represents them. Absolutely. And I love how you mentioned that they continue to have, because really this this whole conversation that we're having, people can't believe we're having it. When I share about the experience, of course, of the unfair competition, but also of the locker room, jaws are dropped from these young girls, this audience. It was about 2,500 young high school, college-age girls, which they were super enthusiastic. But when they hear this and they put themselves in that position, imagine themselves or their little sisters in that same scenario where you're having to undress in front of a 22-year-old man. Mm -hmm. I mean, these girls are appalled. They feel betrayed. They feel like they don't matter. They feel like their privacy and their safety and their their fairness and equal opportunities, none of that matters. And so it inspires me really to see how much they care, Um, Being them being that next generation. They're ready to take action. They're, again, they're just um, fired up. They're bushy-tailed. They're bright-eyed, and they're ready to do something about this insanity that's really plaguing not just women's sports. It's much broader than that now, and I think these girls are starting to wake up to that. Yeah, and I think initially people thought, oh, what's the harm? This is just a few individuals. And and then as social media kind of took over, we see it happening across the country at varying levels. But just to review, you know, for you, so as a college swimmer and as an NCAA swimmer, you found yourself right in the midst of this, and you had told us at that point where, you know, there was a tie, and then an official had told you, well, we've kind of got to get the photo op with Leah Thomas and the trophy, so we'll put yours in the mail, and and that happening. Then that goes on to you becoming a speaker, San Francisco State University, 
by the way, has anybody has anybody been arrested, Riley, after you were <laughs> assaulted? Because to me, that's oh. an assault. <laughs> well, to me, it was an assault as well. And no, there have been no repercussions. There's been no expulsions, no arrests, no no reprimands at all. I mean, these these the administration actually took the exact opposite approach and sent out an email to their student body saying they applaud these brave students for handling someone as personally as apparent as Riley Gaines, who spreads violent, handling her in the manner that they did. That's the approach that the university took. That's the direction that universities are now going. Um, These are supposed to be places of higher education where we value the freedom of speech and we have these open discussions and dialogues but universities take it from me coming from a university. I just graduated from one. They are going so far away from that, which is extremely chilling. And so is there legal action with that with regard to what happened? I mean, you were not just assaulted, but essentially, you know, you were kind of held captive. And, and in that situation, is there any, you know, legal pathway by which, you know, this can be heard in a court of law? Absolutely, and that's something I'm in the process of working on. Um, I was I was held for ransom for three and a half hours. I mean, these protesters outside the room, they demanded if I wanted to make it home to see my family again, I had to pay them money. Um, and so I will be pressing charges in whatever capacity that looks like, but I will say um, that the San Francisco Police Department, the campus police especially, have not been overly helpful <laughs> or overly enthused about the investigation that they're being forced to launch. Uh, it, 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 you know, we reported it at the time, and I know you've talked about it on uh, at, at conferences as you're now a public speaker, and I think you're pretty sought after. Does it surprise you as far as how many young women at these different types of women's, whether it's a university or a leadership conference, where they want to meet you, they want to hear from you, and can you take me through that? Why you think that's so important? It, it surprises me. I entirely feel unequipped. I, I don't feel brave. I don't feel cool. I don't feel like I'm someone that anyone should be excited to meet because I'm really just stating the obvious. I'm stating the truth, which is that men and women are different. Of course, I, I believe entirely that we were created equal, but we're different and we deserve to be celebrated and recognized based off of our, especially in sports, based off of our unique and different physical feelings. Um, But what I'm learning going to these conferences where I have young girls who are so excited to meet me is that my story is not unique. I talked to so, so many girls this weekend who have very similar, eerily similar stories where in school they're in a locker room with a man or a man changes in their bathroom or same thing with the sports. I mean, and it blows my mind. Um, but it, it shouldn't blow my mind. It really is. Um, I, I find myself becoming surprised by these stories, but also totally unshocked. Um, but these girls have similar stories, which is why they're, they're so passionate and they care so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that's what strikes me is that because the mainstream, so-called mainstream media really doesn't want to report on this in a fair and objective way. And so the way that it's reported or anything like this is sort of demonizing any biological, you know, a girl, a woman who who speaks out in this way as, as to her side of the story or how she feels or what has been done to her. Nobody reports that. And in fact, it's almost like you are you are shamed in the so-called mainstream media 
if somebody comes out even on social media and says, this happened to me. And, and I think that's a piece of it that you represent to them. Hey, you know, somebody is respecting me. Somebody, somebody is saying the quiet part out loud because there's an aspect to this. It feels like intimidation and, and just somebody, you know, being suffocated. It most certainly is. Um, and I'll tell you that I'm so proud of former UPenn Leah Thomas's teammate, Paula Scanlon, yeah. who's just recently come out. Oh my gosh, she's been so brave and so phenomenal and articulate um, in voicing why this matters and why she's been silent for the past year. And, and you're exactly right. It's because of that fear of retaliation, of intimidation, of, of these social pressures that you feel, whether that's from you know, social media, whether that's from Paula's coaches or her other teammates or whatever that looked like. They're, the fear of, of retaliation and intimidation and all of those things, emotional blackmail, that's a huge piece of it, is very real. And that's why we're seeing so many be silent, whether that's professional athletes, both male and female, we need them. Yet they're choosing to really cave to these woke fads and trends um, rather than doing what they know is right and moral. Yeah. And so what was your experience like as you, you testified before Congress, you had talked about, you know, what your experience was. What was that like for you to testify before Congress? It was a pretty terrifying experience <laughs> going into it because I know now how politics work and how these people, they will do anything to defame you. They will do anything to get you stuck in a corner. But what I think is so interesting about this topic is you can't get me stuck in a corner. Um, it's so I'm just sharing my experience, my lived real life experience and, and any kind of rebuttal is easy for me because this again is common sense. Um, and so I did feel as if I was thrown into, into the lines in a bit, but I, um, I, I answered every question with ease, which tells me again, that this is, I am doing the right thing when it's so easy to combat these politicians who have staffers who look up questions to throw my way. It just assures me that it, again, is common sense. You know, to me, it, it reminds me of almost a faith-based, you know, when you say you're, you're called to something and you know when you'll be called. And I, I think of you, I look at your life, and obviously you were on a very different pathway as far as what you wanted. You know, we always say when you go to college, what's your major? What do you want to do when you grow up? And I imagine you never you never thought in your mind that, this would lead you onto the path of becoming this public person, becoming a role model to young women. And do you feel that this is a calling and this will define what you do in your life, Riley Gaines? You know what? I, I graduated from University of Kentucky with my degree in human health sciences and health law, and I had every intent on being in dental school. Um, I always wanted to pursue, pursue endodontics. And so the direction in which I've gone, I entirely feel unequipped for. My face, when I had to do public speaking classes in college, it would turn the color of a tomato. <laughs> but I've realized when you're so passionate about something and when you care so much and you have this lived experience, those nerves go out of the window. And so I do think with this newfound really passion and, and utter care for this topic and for women in general and what our administration in the White House right now is actively trying to do to women, which is, of course, erase us. Um, I do think this has changed the trajectory of my life. But again, it's 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 a hard realization to grasp. Mm -hmm. um, you know, one minute you feel like you're 
you have your life plans and then God laughs in your face and he says no. <laughs> I saw, I thought that your tweet a couple days ago was profound when you wrote, a lie doesn't become truth, wrong doesn't become right, evil does not become moral just because it is accepted and embraced by a portion of society. What did you mean by that? I just feel as if we've gotten to this point in society where we are kind of embracing these lies and we're acting as if, if you say the truth, then you're the one who's wrong. It's as if we're in some George Orwell dystopian 1984 (laughs) novel, but we're actually living in it where they have this concept of groupthink and they want to control your thoughts and your feelings, but that's really happening, which again is terrifying to think about, to sit back and and understand that for what it really is. A lie will always be a lie. You cannot change objective truth. You cannot change biological reality. You cannot change biblical truth. Yet we have, whether that's elected or unelected bureaucrats, um, judges, officials in offices right now who are actively actively trying to deny that objective truth, but there is only ever one truth. And I I just wanted to remind people of that. Truth is is not fluid. You cannot change truth. The sex-based terms that we use, male, female, those are not fluid terms by any means, and therefore their meaning does not change. So what's next in your your pathway? Because to me, I see it. I think this is your calling, and I don't know if you'll end up in public office or, or whatever you know, wherever God takes you, but what's next this week, this month, moving forward for Riley Gaines? Man, I'm just going to keep keep at this with, with all my might because I understand really what a disservice it would be if, if, if I didn't, if people in my same position, if we didn't pursue this and fight for this because I just got married and I hope I get to have a daughter one day and I can't imagine not fighting for her. Yeah, And so whether that's at the state level, the federal level, local levels, within specific sport governing bodies, I'm going to involve myself in those conversations to let to let them know that we as women will we won't be ignored anymore. Our feelings, they matter, too. Why are we catering to such a small percentage of the minority with us being the collateral damage in the process? Yeah, that's well put. What do you say? What's your message, especially to um, that girl in middle school or high school or college? who's experiencing this situation right now in a locker room or a bathroom, what's your message to her and her family? One is to not get discouraged. I have so many girls and it breaks my heart to read these. I get messages from girls or their parents who say, you know, my daughter is dealing with this on her middle school basketball team and she, she doesn't want to play her sport anymore. And when I read that and I know about the value of sports and the benefits of sports outside of athletic achievements, it breaks my heart. And so yeah. don't get discouraged. There's no compromise. We, we have to stand our ground. That being said, be bold, be empowered. Know that saying the truth is liberating and know that the overwhelming majority of, of not just female athletes, but the overwhelming majority of, of the general public, even the overwhelming majority of the Democratic Party knows that this is wrong. They know that men and women's sports is, is lunacy. Um, so don't let the fear of cancel culture or the labels intimidate you out of of standing firm and what's right and what's fair and what's true. Riley Gaines, we just, we think, I think the world of you, we appreciate you coming on. Please come on again and keep us updated anytime. Um, What, as far as this week or this month, what's your, where are you speaking next and where can people 
track and follow you and support you? We actually, um, we're planning a rally in Knoxville, Tennessee, um, and I think it's June 22nd through the 25th because there's a big cycling race where, of course, there are men competing. Ugh. And these, these women cyclists, they've reached out and they've had enough, but they don't know what to do. And so this will be in Knoxville, Tennessee. We're hoping to, to garner some, some media attention, some public, um, shedding some light to the public on this issue, um, and just sending the message that we as women have had enough and we're drawing the line. Amen to that. Well, Riley Gaines, thank you so much. A great American woman fighting for women's rights. I love it. Keep up the fight. Thank you. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much. Take care, Riley. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.